Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. And at the Working Fans Podcast, this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling. Now, our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday. And that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again. You can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod, or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans Podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will enjoy the Working Fans Podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at fansworking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast, a combat cast edition. And you know who it is. It's a man they call Dave. It's Chevy. Kanye Asada is still MIA currently, but uh, he's on the run. Yeah, he's on the run. He's hiding under the ring in New Mexico. <laughs> so we're going to do another 531 segment this week. I got a few lists. We're talking. We're, we're going to have to redo this one at some point down the road, guys, because like there's so many. We're, we're talking 
best MMA lightweight fights. And there's so many great lightweight fights in MMA that I don't really feel like, you know, we're kind of doing this because we wanted something to talk about this week. And I would have like, I think, six lists between all of us and we probably need more lists we probably need more time because it's just it's the best other than the welterweight right would you say like these are the two best divisions in MMA? Ooh, i don't know i'd say uh i'd go the other way well currently right now i'd, yeah. I'd probably say bantamweight featherweight lightweight are the best mm. welterweight also great but uh, of all time lightweight Probably okay. All time. Okay, and it's definitely probably the money weight division, right? Because you got your Connors, you had a Beeb, you know, the Diaz boys were there for a while. I know they're doing welterweight now, but you know, I feel like yeah, a lot of big players in the. the it was BJ Penn was uh, yeah, BJ Penn was doing the lightweight it. yeah. So it's uh, also I, where most people like you know human men weigh somewhere in that. So you know, mm. the skill to be a top ten or whatever lightweight is a higher skill cap. I feel like you know, it's funny just in saying that. I realized like we're gonna have to have some like women's MMA list coming up here, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, we're not gonna do women's lightweight. That's not really like a you know, I Kayla, you know, <laughs> no, I couldn't name I, another I, one. So right, right, right. So I'm trying to think, but like, yeah. So that'd be interesting when we get to that. Like greatest MMA female competitors of all time. It's because really- they're uh, not, you know. They haven't been around that long. That's what I'm saying, too. Right, yeah, because it's almost like, man, even just off the top of my head, I know it's just, like, going in the opposite direction, but, like, greatest MMA female fighters of all time. Like, literally, without giving much thought, it's like, okay, Rousey, Nunez. Like, Nunez, Rousey, you know, like, one and two. Yep. And then it's Cyborg. like, uh, okay, Cyborg, thank you. Yeah, you could even argue she's probably Valentina. one Valentina. Yeah, okay. And maybe Ioana. That's probably my, off the top of my head, top five of all time. Sure. yeah. I think we're going to definitely have those three. And then I think Cyborg, Rousey, and Nunes should be like your three. Right now they're cemented, yeah. For sure. Right, right, right. And I mean, I know there's a lot of Rousey haters out there, but Strike Force, UFC, put the women's MMA on the map. And Where would they be without her? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and we can throw some love to Gina Carano there too, who started back in the day. But always, yeah, Rousey definitely brought next level. I actually, I was listening to came out. Rousey was coming uh, to the aid of somebody on the Olympic swimming team, saying that you know, like you can't understand what she what they're going through. I don't know who it was, but it was oh, basically. It's a, you, the Simone Biles gymnastic. Yes, thing. yes, yes. Yeah. She pulled out. Yeah. Yeah, Rousey's going to her aid. Yeah, Rousey's point was, you know, she's in the Olympics and you're on Twitter, you know, and it's like, it's a big difference. Yeah, you have no idea what she's gone through, yeah. Right, and then I guess some people were saying, well, Rousey, you quit too, and I like, everybody was in these comments, and hey, I'm just like, yeah, okay, so she quit after what? After she won the strike force, UFC, you know, bandweight titles, and then... Olympic bronze medal. Olympic yeah. bronze medalist, and went on to WWE, another platform, but headlined her first mania as a woman, and you know, I was like, I think she's accomplished enough where she wants to, you know, stop doing something. Like you know, like it sounds so crazy to me. Brendan Shaw would say Cheeto fingers. Those people have Cheeto fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. We'll have to figure out a list for for women's later on. At- Yes. I got some new people to add to some list here. Guy hit me up on Facebook. Frank the Crank. All right. Nice. nice. (laughs) He's serious. He's serious. He's got Alvarez versus Chandler Bellator 58. I believe that's the first one. And that is when Chandler submitted Alvarez, I believe. Joe Lozon versus Jim Miller, UFC 155. Miller gets the win there. That was a bloodbath. Edgar versus Maynard, UFC 118. That is the first one that Edgar won. And then he's got Eddie Alvarez versus Justin Gaethje, UFC 218. That's still on uh, Alvarez 1. Would have needed a head, I believe. Unless that's the Poirier one. And oh, oh, actually, he's got Gaethje versus Poirier on UFC Fox 
29. So right off the way, I guess what jumps off to me on these lists is Justin Gaethje, even though in losing efforts, was on two of these lists. What an I think exciting we're going to see him on a lot of lists. His nickname's the highlight for a reason. He made one of the fights on my list. It was kind of <laughs> random, yeah. But, um, man, are there any of those fights that you haven't seen yet? Did you see Lozon Miller? I've seen Lozon Miller. The Chandler fight, I don't know if the Bellator one, I'm not sure if mm-hmm. Alvarez, I've heard about it, you know, their yeah. big rivalry that went from Bellator. Wanted to see Chandler in the UFC earlier to, to see that rematch, but didn't happen, so. Yeah, I saw the second fight that they had where Alvarez actually won a split decision, which was super close. I remember thinking, I thought Chandler might even edged it out, but it was close. And I remember thinking, like, boy, these guys are good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could just tell, like, they were just better than everybody else that was in Bellator at that time, you know? Like, Bellator has added some names in town over there. But at that time, it was like, man, Bellator's got two gems here. So let's go on to my next list. We got Pistol Pete, another great name. He's got Cowboy Cerrone versus Nate Diaz, UFC 141. Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier 2, UFC 236. This is a great fight. Gilbert Melendez versus Diego Sanchez, UFC 166. Poirier versus Hooker from a fight night. It was Poirier, Hooker was the main event. And Edgar versus Maynard. Two that was UFC 125, which ended in a split decision draw. You know, before we got on, you were telling me about Edgar and Maynard, and we'll talk about that more on your list. But like for you, I mean, like how how competitive? I mean, how good were those fights? I don't know if we would see those fights in the current UFC. Ooh. Edgar gets rocked in both fights early yeah. on, and you know, stumbles around the ring. You know, could have been stopped at any moment, but. They let him uh, let him continue and come came back and won. I, I remember both fights super good. They they're on my list as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're right. I don't know. Like Edgar took so much punishment. It's one of those things where I don't think anybody would have blamed the ref for stopping the fight, but then they allowed it to happen, and now he comes back and he ends up pulling a crazy victory, and then the second one makes a great comeback. So so it's a draw, and he keeps his title. And it's interesting too. Like the last list we had too looking at those alvarez fights too like the wars that alvarez has and how it took its toll on his career and then even edgar and maynard like maynard was not really himself too long after that i want to say maybe he had one or two fights where he was all right but then he started getting rocked and knocked out like all the time Mm -hmm. i think that we're gonna have a lot of a lot of difficult decisions on doing this list because you're bringing up some fights i'm thinking oh man yeah that was a great fight Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the great thing is, I mean, I guess we can kind of hopefully, too, with the fans are going to keep mentioning a lot of some more fights so we can see. Like, all right, I got Randy Osga's list here. And right off the top, we got Edgar Maynard 2, UFC 125. So, and here we go again. Nate Diaz, Donald Cerrone, UFC 141 makes it. Going old school here, BJ Penn, Diego Sanchez, UFC 107. Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, UFC 218, and then here we go again. Poirier, Max Holloway, 236. You know, I want to say something too about that 236 card. That is also the same card, I want to say, that we have Gaston versus Stylebender on the same card. So, like, when what we start pre- yeah, when we start previewing, like, all-time great cards, like, that's UFC 236 is going to be right there. Because I don't know what was the better fight between those two fights, too. I remember when, I think my ex-wife was there at the time, too. And she even said to me, she's like, this is the best friggin' card. Like, because we weren't hanging out all the time. But we were still friends. I remember she goes there. She's like, I'm so happy I came in this card because she was an MMA fan. And it was like, yeah. 
It was crazy, yeah. Yeah, that card was amazing. Those two fights, amazing. I got the man called Cran. He's back this week with another list. Cran, Cran. Cran, he always got some good ones. But, uh, okay, he's got Edgar Henderson, one, UFC 144. Just an absolute insane fight. Gilbert Melendez versus Diego Sanchez, UFC 166, barn burner. Rustam Kabalov versus Michelle Pichel, Vince Pichel. Of course. Uh, he had that in there because of the KO suplex. And Always a fight. Ahib Trujillo versus Jamie Varner. Man got Lincoln. Because <laughs> Abe Lincoln. So when he knocked him out, he Lincoln him. <laughs> and then he's got Dos Andros versus Anthony Pettis. And it's funny, when I was doing some research on, like, you know, top lightweight fights, people had that Dos Andros Pettis fight in there. For my money, I didn't really enjoy that fight necessarily that much. I just thought it was a great performance by Dos Andros. Like, he used his wrestling, he used his striking. It was a good fight, but I don't know if it would make, like, my all-time great fights list. Yeah, well, like you said, with, with all the other... Fights we've been hearing, you know, it's tough to put that one up there for me as well. Yeah. Um, there's just so many great fights. But in a top five list, I don't know if that one makes it for me. So why don't we, uh, let's see, what's your list here? All right. Well, I cheated a little bit. So with, <laughs> yeah, uh, with Frankie too. with Frankie and, and Gray Maynard, uh, I put both fights on a list as a like a tie. Yeah. And I have Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje. Uh, the leg kicks, Justin Gaethje. Comes into the UFC, crazy leg kicks. He's working Eddie Alvarez over, and, and Eddie just starts going to the body. Just back and forth the entire fight was really good. And I, I had Justin Gaethje, Michael Johnson. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't hear that one on, on more lists. But uh, they were just swinging in classic, you know, the highlight fashion. He's just walking them down, and they're just full blast in the face. Gilbert Melendez, Diego Sanchez, which I, I thought I would hear on more lists also. Mm-hmm. That, that one was up there for me. And Justin Gaethje, Justin Poirier, that fight was good too. I don't, I don't think I heard that on anyone anyone else's list, but Gaethje hurt Dustin's leg early in the yeah. first round. And Dustin, with you know not being able to plant his legs really, was hitting Gaethje full blast with everything throughout the rest of the fight. And that's when you really saw Dustin being able to dig down. And I thought that started his run to, you know, what I assume will be his lightweight title that he's still oh. working on currently. Yeah. Um, and then I put as a honorable mention, I guess the, the Holloway versus Poirier too, because I love both guys that that fight was back and forth. If uh, Max had a little bit more power, I think that might've been right at the top of the list. How many, um, looking at all these wars, like Poirier has been in gaethje has been in Gaethje's uh, on, uh, that, that's all he does is wars. Yeah, Alvarez, too. Like, I feel like those Gaethje Alvarez and, you know, Poirier Alvarez stuff, too. Actually, I don't think anyone mentioned Poirier Alvarez, but, you know, they had great fights, too. And it's just, it's amazing. Like, uh, I feel like <sighs> lightweight is such an interesting division, right? Because it's like it's that glamour division, but you can be, I mean, just look at Connor, right? You can be the greatest thing one day and then next day, <laughs> you know? You can't be that's in the top five. Yeah. That's why it's interesting, like to me, like Poirier, because Poirier's a guy to me, like so far at least, he's been in wars, but he's just gotten better as his career has gone on so far. Like he's learned, he's continued to tr- thrive, and it'll be interesting to see how his career plays out. I man, I want to see that guy win a title so bad. Nothing against Dubronx, who's great, but 
you know, if Dustin Poirier could just have the title one time before his career, and he gets to have one more big money fight with Connor, which I could give two shits about at this point, but honestly, he's such a good dude. I hope he gets that. I hope he gets the title. I hope he gets one more big money fight. And as far as I'm concerned, he can go out on top, you know, because he's yeah. one of the best. Yeah. yeah, give him a fight versus Connor. Give him a fight versus Nate. Make yeah. all that money. Yeah, make, make all the all money. money. Yeah. Yeah, you know, then maybe even go for a title fight. He won't win it, but have him go out and have one more big money fight, you know, go up the welterweight too if he yeah. wins all those fights, you know. All right, my list. It was the ultimate fight of redemption. I had it too. I totally agree with you. It should have been on my list. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Johnson. Outstanding fight when Johnson basically had rock Gaethje. And I remember watching this fight too, and I had heard about all the hype going around Justin Gaethje. And I thought, okay, maybe not. He's swinging. And then he comes back and he finishes him. And I'm like, man, I love this guy. I don't know how well he's going to do but like i can't wait to his next fight and that was kind of the thing right and then i also want to say that oh no actually i didn't put i didn't put gage on because i did see gage versus poria on another person's list here too and i thought to myself okay okay like i don't want to put like all the gage fights on here because there's so many good ones oh that's what i did he was you know, yeah <laughs> three of my five or whatever yeah i did i'm looking up this fight and i, I kind of put it on there it was a great fight, but the reason I put it on this fight on there was because of the... All right, Pettis versus Henderson, WEC 53. I did this basically because, to me, that Showtime kick is the most epic, you know. Uh, it's, it's UFC, it's MMA, right? And it's not pro wrestling, right? So we don't get replays of, like, wrestling maneuvers like that. You know, you get knockouts usually, right? But there's there ever going to be a more flashy, you know, like, strike than that Showtime kick off the cage against Benson Henderson, which didn't even finish the fight. They keep on fighting. You know, it goes decision. But Michelle Pereira is trying. He's trying. He's definitely trying, yeah. But it's outstanding, so I had to put it on my list. Joe Lozon, Jim Miller, UFC 155, also made my list. Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis, 229, because I thought myself – Tony Ferguson needs to be on some of these lists. <laughs> it's like, he's just, he's such an animal. One fight didn't make that list, but I know you know the one I'm talking about. The guy took the fight on, or Tony took the fight on short notice too. He's one of our favorite fighters. He wins some, he's got like the most draws I think I've ever seen in the UFC. God, I'm blanking out on his name They're right recent? now. They fought, uh, it wasn't recently, but they had a barn burner of a fight. Tony won, he got him in a Darce choke, but Tony got rocked a bunch of times too. God, who did a guy just recently fight, too? But, yeah, he's had a couple draws, and he's had a couple losses. But we always say we love him because he's just super entertaining, and he fights crazy. God, now it's going to bother me. So we're going to look this up right here. <laughs> I'm also thinking about the uh, the Tony Ferguson and, and Pettis fight. I almost put that on my list, too. It was a, I wish that Pettis hadn't broke his hand because he was looking good when he had to stop, when they had to call it. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that was, Pettis was having an awesome performance. And uh, Lando Venata was the guy I was oh, Lando, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's just a super fight. If anybody hasn't seen, like, an under-the-radar fight, you know, like, that was on a fight night. It looks like it was uh, McDonald versus Lineker. But, yeah, from, let's see here, 2016. Hell of a fight. I think Tony gets caught up in that a little bit, too. But then comes back with the choke. Outstanding. And final on my list, too, I had Benson Henderson and Frankie Edgar, like our man Cran. UFC 144, kind of a sensitive. It was one of my first big UFC pay-per-views I ever went to go see out, you know. So I was like, I was just very excited about that. And that was a crazy fight. I want to say it was in Japan. This is the card where 
Rampage versus maybe Bader was on there and got out wrestled, but he did a crazy slam and Bader landed on his head and neck at one point too, which was shades of, you know, Arona Rampage. And I was like, man, this is like, and then Roy Nelson, big country, got a big knockout on there over like Congo as well. So just <laughs> crazy card. So in limiting this down, I guess, all right, Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard. I think has to make this top three. So why don't we just pick one of those fights to go on? What would you like to see? Would you do a split draw or would you better see the Frankie? The first one. That's what I think too. That's what I had, the comeback victory. We'll put that in there. So many Gaethje fights. So I feel like one of his fights should make it. Even though me and you both, Mike, Michael Johnson, Alvarez. I'd say Alvarez. Yeah. Okay, I'm down with that. So that one will make that. And then looking at this kind of a wild card, but I feel like we got a few people saying Poirier and Max too was kind of one of those fights on there too. So I got no problem putting surprised that surprised by that one a little bit. I'm surprised we didn't see more Gilbert Melendez, Diego Sanchez. I mean Cran had it. I should have had it. I had it. Per- yeah, one other person. I mean, we could throw that one in there too. That's another fight that was Really back and forth. I think what I like about the Holloway fight, though, is if you look at the stats of this fight, like Holloway was actually landing more punches. And that's why it was was a little more competitive to me. Like the thing with Diego and uh, Melendez fight was that it was just Diego's heart, the way he just kept coming forward in the drive. And and he he caught Melendez that one time, too, Mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, I'm. I'm going to lean just, we'll go with stakes, all right? They're both good fights, and the stakes were a little higher in Holloway, Poirier. Right, interim title fight, yeah. Yeah, so, but now that we're in that final three, I say for historical significance, if anything, I feel like, again, Edgar, that great comeback, that I wouldn't be allowed today. I'm not saying we'll give, but let's, let's just move them on, all right? And let's talk let's about. We, let's say we cut the Max one only okay. because Max's first fight at lightweight, so, you know. It kind of diminishes it a little bit. Yeah. And then, again, you got Gaethje, Alvarez here. Two studs, two warriors. Alvarez Alvarez has been a UFC Bellator champion, Dream, and Gaethje, a former um, World Series of Fighting champion. And he's been so close. He's been the UFC interim champion. But I don't know, man. I'm really partial to that Edgar comeback. To me, it's almost like one of the great comebacks in MMA history. I think it is, right? I mean... it's either that one or or the one against Pat Barry. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> no, So I, I'm I'm saying we go old school this week and we go Edgar Maynard one. I think. Yeah, I'm with one. you on that. All right, so that's that'll wrap up that, and we will just talk a little bit about this fight night card. And I say a little bit, I mean a very little bit, because <laughs> Chevy were not very intrigued by this particular show, but we do love Lariah Hall. He's one of our favorite fighters. He's on a four-fight win streak, although that last fight was awkward as hell. Yes, both are. Yep, I had that right now, too. You know, what jumps off my page here, looking at these fights, is, like, when you look at Strickland, I think his, like, wins are, like, he's got, like, 10 KOs, four subs, and nine decisions. So, to me, he doesn't scream finisher, you know? He's kind of seems like this well-rounded fighter, whereas Hall... Like, of his 17 wins, 13 are by knockout, and he's got one submission. So, it's like, Hall, to me, it seems like he's always going to pin, to a detriment sometimes, right? Like, I mean, but he's also, he's so explosive that when you look at, like, his wins, like, you would not have figured he would have beat Gegard Masasi at that one point in his career. But he did, because he just caught him. He caught him, and he's capable of doing that, you know? I, I'm, I'm going to go with Hall here. I think Hall will get it done, but that might be because I want him to as well. <laughs> and he's another guy like Poirier. Like, he's just been 
trucking along for a while, and I'd like to see him at least get a title shot at some point in his career. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's got some notable wins. Besides that game, he's also beaten Tiago Santos at one point in his career. Anderson mm-hmm. Silva now. He's an exciting fighter. He's been in trouble in some of these fights. I think the Christoph Jocko fight was a fight. I think I remember where he was getting the crap beat out of him, and he came back to win, who I believe also that was Strickland's last fight that he beat him as well so i don't know i'm gonna go hall i'm gonna say he gets it done tko round three your thoughts so i also love uri hall because he started fighting because of his love of the video game tekken which i also Mm. love so you saw it would be here he'd be all over that by the way (laughs) yeah so as far Mm. as their recent records Uriah beat weidman from checking a leg kick and the first, you know, strike thrown in the fight. So I kind of throw that one out. Yeah. He beat an old Anderson Silva and he beat Jocko. But it's kind of on the same page with Strickland. He's kind of beat not a lot of higher level competition as well. Right. Stylistically, I, I want to say that this fight is good for Uriah. So his biggest problem, as he's admitted to, is his mental game. So if he's on, uh, I think that Strickland will just march forward and walk into something explosive, like you were saying. That's what I'm hoping for. I like both guys, but I'm, I'd love to see Uriah get a couple wins and fight against Adesanya, because stylistically mm. oh, that's yeah. a good matchup. Mm-hmm. That being said, if Uriah is not on his mental game, and Strickland can break him mentally very easily. He'll walk through shots, and he'll push forward, and he has very good range distance management. He's good at hitting people at the end of his punches, so Uriah needs to have some head movement and counter. Hopefully he gets it done. That's what, we're, that's, that's what our group is hoping for, I'm sure. Oh, Everyone yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're homers for uh, Uriah Hall all day. Great guy. I always find him entertaining, brutally honest in his interviews. And, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, I, I it's definitely one of those crossroads fights, right? Like, if he doesn't win, then, you know, he might not find himself potentially in that tub. I do think a good win here, he could be one, two fights away from fighting for the belt. Just because I think if you look at middleweight where Hassan has kind of been going through everybody, that's where a guy like Hall could sneak in because he would be a great stylistic fight. He just needs that one or two marquee victories. And man, I mean, it would be fun style fight to watch. And I think even like the uh, back and forth, like the shit talk potentially, because Hall is a respectful guy, but Asanya loves to shit talk a little bit. But I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a raw almost natural animosity rivalry between the two. I think if Hall, he if he wins in spectacular fashion, like you were saying, there's not a lot of obvious choices for Adesanya mm-hmm. to get a fight, so he probably fights Whitaker, right? Yeah. And then after that, it's whoever proves himself to be worthy or whoever can sell a fight. So if Uriah gets a highlight knockout, he could be mm. next in line after after Whitaker again. So Yeah, and he even puts himself in that position to be a short-notice guy. You mm-hmm. never know if one of these guys fall out, he starts to look a little more entertaining. Like, okay, let's slip Paul in there too, which would yep. probably be a guy like him's best shot because it is the mental game. So right. not maybe having to go through all the bullshit and just be in there, you know, prepared fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be something. Anyway, guys, that'll be it for uh, this week's comment. 
Combat Cast. Get back at us. Tell us what you think, as always. We appreciate it. See, See ya. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 